This morning, kids all across the Palmetto State waking up and heading back to school. It's today teachers, maybe some kids and definitely parents have been looking forward to. We've got live team coverage around South Carolina. We'll have live reports from Rock Hill and Lancaster County. Our team looking into school safety and how districts are making sure there's enough teachers in the classroom. Plus here in the studio, we've got Larry, we've got Brittany. Break down all that important. We got you too as well. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, of course we have the two yeah. of us too, but you guys have got the important weather and traffic information. Yes, what everybody really wants to know. That's right. I think the main situation today is the fact that we're going to see the potential for some strong and severe thunderstorms this afternoon. Heavy rain, uh, winds gusting over 60 miles per hour, damaging hill, all included in that. And when you put, when you're in that medium category, that is a major chance of storms, particularly anywhere from about four until maybe about eight o'clock this afternoon. Right now, things are calm out there. We have a shower activity going on northeast of here, and then you go up uh, towards the North Carolina high country. We had some showers tracking across the area, but otherwise pretty calm morning locally. It's later this afternoon. The potential is there for strong storms taking about uh, say about two o'clock this afternoon. We start to see some of the heavier rain north of here from about two until four. Then we start to see an increase that chance of rain and storms from Hickory to Lincoln to the Charlotte area. Big storms over towards Rockingham and Southern Pines around four o'clock. This is between four and six. Look at that line of storms stretching from Lancaster to Chesterfield County all the way to Interstate 95. That does include parts of Anson and Richmond counties. Heavy storm activity around Concord, Charlotte Metro. That's around 6 o'clock, 7 p.m. More storms out there. So once again, between about 4 and 8 o'clock tonight, be aware, big storms out there. This morning, things are okay. 67 degrees at 8 a.m. We're still pretty dry, 11 a.m. and noon. It's later this afternoon from 4 to 6. Be aware of strong storms. Temperatures today should range into the mid-80s. Many families in South Carolina scrambling, getting their kids up and ready for school. Thousands of students across the state returning to class today. It's another year with a lot of questions for districts, among them teacher shortages and what to do about them. Wake Up Charlotte's Indira Esquiva now live at Sunset Park Elementary School and Indira Rock Hill, one of those districts making a huge push to hire more teachers. Right, it's an exciting morning, not just for students, but also for teachers because they have hired here in Rock Hill almost 200 teachers for the new school year. The Rock Hill School District credits a robust year-long teacher recruitment effort for the district starting the school year, 98% staffed. We had a very big push over the entire last year to make sure that we were set up for success for today. To stay competitive, the Rock Hill School District raised teacher pay for all teachers by $2,200 per year. At a recent orientation, new teachers told me they are ready for the rewards and challenges the profession brings. All the things that are surrounding teaching right now, it didn't bother me at all because it's my calling. It's what I'm here to do. At the bottom of all of those challenges is the passion to do it and the recognition that beyond the challenge is a reward for you and for those kids. And those kids matter more than the challenges that you face. But not all students are starting in the classroom today. Out of the district's almost 17,000 students, more than 300 are enrolled in the virtual school option. Additionally, the district's COVID call center remains open and the district is offering additional mental health services coming out of the pandemic. We have nurses in every building as well as the call center available to help parents navigate um, the overhang of the pandemic. 
And here's a tip for parents. If your students are riding the bus today, the Rock Hill School District does have an app called VersaTrans My Stop. You can get it on any app store and then you can know where your child's bus is. Live in Rock Hill, Indira Esquiva, Wake Up Charlotte. Turning to more today's top stories in your morning rush. Today, you can tell Charlotte City leaders what you think about social districts. Charlotte City Council will listen to public comment on them at their meeting tonight. Important to note, city leaders still need to pass a formal ordinance allowing social districts. Then, individual neighborhoods like Plaza Midwood or Noda could apply to become a social district. Tonight's meeting starts at 5 p.m. Growing calls to end gun violence here in the Queen City after a deadly weekend. At least six people were shot in three separate shootings across Charlotte. The most recent happening around 3 a.m. Sunday morning. According to medic, two people have life-threatening injuries after a shooting on East Brooklyn Avenue. Meantime, CMPD also investigating two deadly shootings, one on Sumter Avenue in West Charlotte, where police say 27-year-old died. About an hour, three people were shot near North Lake Mall. Sadly, a 23-year-old died at the scene. If you know anything about the changes, anything about the shootings, you're asked to call Crime Stoppers. The man accused of shooting a deputy in Northeast Charlotte is expected in court today. Aiden Bryan is accused of shooting deputy Dijon Wims during a traffic stop back in February. Wims fired back and both were treated at the hospital. Bryan is expected in Superior Court this afternoon. He's facing three felony charges, including attempted murder. Well, one week after federal agents searched the Florida home of former President Trump, anti-FBI rhetoric has been on the rise. Now there is a joint bulletin being released from Department of Homeland Security and the FBI warning agents to be extra vigilant because of these increased threats. Also this weekend, the Senate Intelligence Committee asking for the release of all classified documents seized at Mar-a-Lago and also asking for a threat assessment to national security. And former National Security Advisor John Bolton telling NBC over night that Trump's claims that he declassified all of that information is almost certainly a lie. NASCAR's Kevin Harvick taking the top spot at the podium once again. Last weekend, Harvick broke a 65-race winless streak. Yesterday, he took the checkered flag once again for back-to-back -back wins. Harvick led twice for a total of 55 laps. It's his first win at Richmond since 2013 and his 60th of his career. The Cup Series heads to Watkins Glen next weekend. And that is it for your Morning Rush. Thousands of South Carolina students heading back to the classroom for the first day of school. In Lancaster County, growing concern over traffic issues as schools in one of the fastest growing areas starts up once again. Wake Up Charlotte's Tradisha Wooder joins us live this morning. And Tradisha, the district says they're addressing some of the concerns over traffic congestion. That's right, Sarah. It's the first day of school, so of course they're expecting lots and lots of traffic this morning. But to accommodate, the district says they've already staggered schedules to help direct traffic and buses, and they're encouraging parents to pack their patients. Today's students in Lancaster County School District will begin their first day of school. The district says they've made a few changes to ensure this year runs smoothly, like beefing up security measures with the district, including clear backpack policies, 
for big events. We're enhancing the security. We're adding more metal detectors this year. We're also adding uh, more canine uh, searches in our schools. They say just like many other school districts, they're also grappling with shortages and are working to fill teacher vacancies. They say they're in pretty good shape when it comes to bus drivers with about five openings across the district. We're in pretty good shape at this point. we got a great staff here in Lancaster County and we got veteran bus drivers and uh, we feel good about where we're at in that regard. They take care of the kids and they'll get the job done. We're sure to that. The district also says they're not expecting COVID to interfere with the way they function. They say they're really pushing for a normal school year. Reporting live in Lancaster County, Tradisha Woodard, Wake Up Charlotte. It is time to connect the dots. When we make the news make sense. Today, North Carolina is ending its coronavirus pandemic state of emergency. And while you might not notice any big difference, it's something that's helped the state get through the pandemic for the last two and a half years. Some measures that protected you during the pandemic will finally come to an end. Let's connect the dots. Back in March 2020, Governor Roy Cooper declared a state of emergency over a new virus slowly spreading across the Carolinas. It provided some consumer protection, like banning price gouging during the pandemic. It also allowed truck drivers to work longer hours to help deliver critical medical supplies. Healthcare systems also benefited from the order with more staffing flexibility. Cooper kept extending the order for more than two and a half years as the virus lingered. Now all those measures coming to an end. So why now? Cooper says the latest state budget gives hospitals and medical providers the tools they need to maintain staffing levels while providing COVID vaccines and tests, all without the emergency order. And that is Connecting the Dots.